When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon on a Thursday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller, uh, for the next couple of hours. Thanks for tuning in here this morning as we talk sports with you. On the BMW of Des Moines guest list, realize we hadn't done any NFL over the last couple of weeks, so we'll rectify that with a couple of the locals. First up, uh, 10.30 or thereabouts uh, from the Bears blog, Jeff Hughes will join us. He's a big golf guy as well, so uh, we'll talk to Jeff Hughes. Uh, first and foremost, and then dovetail right into Dave Sinekin, who covers the Packers at theheadcheese.com. Uh, Dave's taking a um, putting together an excursion to London. Oh, really? Yes, to watch the Packers. Who do they play over there? I don't even know. I don't remember, no. Uh, but uh, but Sinekin's going to join us uh, to talk about the Packers, maybe a little something uh, as well on uh, what he's doing, if there are Packer fans that would like to experience that. It's the same group that put together the Vikings trip when they were across the pond. They'll play the Giants. They'll play the, oh, that's right, the Giants and the Packers. I did see that on his uh, website, Giants-Packers. So good stuff. So he'll join us uh, at about 1040 or thereabouts. Kick off the second hour of the program, Bill Bender. Get a college football segment in here with Bill Bender at 11.05. And then perhaps... The final game of the NBA season tonight, uh, Kyle Irving, who's uh, joined us throughout these playoffs from the Sporting News. He will join us at 11.30 to preview game number six, Trent's play of the day, uh, before we slide out of here just before noon. We'll get into sports. How did the golf turn? Didn't start well. No, no, no. We, uh, <laughs> Yesterday was a rough disaster. Rough getting connected. We started in the basement. We went outside to the deck. Still couldn't get connected. But thank you for your flexibility, mm. obviously. Hopping in the car and scooting up here very quickly. And I... Uh, tried to hold things down on the phone for the first mm. 20 minutes or so as best as we could. but It's too bad because it's such a good event and yes. such a great cause. And uh, Puppy Jake and um, led me to give the green light. We got a puppy yesterday. What? Yeah, I'm surprised. This too. is breaking news. i got to get off the breaking news sound. Oh, that's I'm exhausted. I had no idea the, the, the work that these things... They didn't sleep a wink. <laughs> Didn't sleep a wink and just howled when you tried to put. I couldn't take it, and he's up in bed with us, and uh, he just won't go outside to do his business. He thinks that's supposed to happen indoors because he sees us. Although I don't pee on the floor, um, <laughs> I can't speak for my wife. I'm pretty sure she doesn't. Uh, but just oh Jesus! See, so you got a puppy. No. I mean, was this something that's been in the works? Well, she, my wife's been you know not begging. She's wanted one for a long, long time, and finally yesterday, I just you know I just gave in. Yeah. And uh, and look, don't get me wrong. I, I'm 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 addicted to him too, the little bugger. Um, I can't, you know, just, I can't wait to get past these couple of weeks. For sure, yeah. So, uh, but um, oh my gosh! So named him Jet. Jet. Yep, I love that. And I do too. I was going to name him Purdy because it was the last of his litter to be taken. Uh huh. You know, get the connection. Yep. Half of the audience chuckled. Half the audience turned to station. <laughs> um, but, 
But no, I named him uh, Jet after my squad. And um, I don't even know what kind of dog he is. If you ask me what breed he is, yeah. he's, I don't know, kind of a lap dog type. Not going to be very big. So you gave the thumbs up and very quickly Cindy said, all right. Yeah, okay. she, she, I guess she had one on the hook. Right? Oh, okay. She, she's, uh, these, she's been bugging this you know, breeder for years and keep me in mind, keep me in mind. And anyways. So you guys, have you had dogs? Did Never. You? I haven't had a dog since I was, I don't know, 14, I think, when I was still a kid when the last... Um, so you never got the boys a dog? No, never. Never crossed my mind. Didn't want one. I'm the exact same way. You know, you can't travel. You got to find mm-hmm. some. But uh, you know what? If, if last night is as painful as it was and as inconvenient, it's going to be fun. That's awesome. I'm into it. I think I'm into it. And you know what? That's okay at this age, right? Mm-hmm. And we, um, you know, we thought about uh, doing the um, the adoption. Mm-hmm. But at our age, we kind of want one to grow. <laughs> my wife's going to be 65 in December, and I'm going to be 64. Yeah. So we're clearly on 17. So we uh, decided you're to on 13. You no, got plenty of time in right, front man. of you. I hope you're right. Well, speaking of being on 13, the U.S. Open is underway. Trent, you're going to have to help me out with the dudes that's leading it. You know, you've probably bet him at some uh, point. <laughs> Matthew Naismith, Naismith? Yeah. is that how you say his name? He's uh, American. He is uh, ranked 166 in the world. Uh, this is not a guy that I have fired at, and certainly not this week. So. This is a name that I've seen on the leaderboard, no clue about mm-hmm. him, which for as much as I bet golf, I feel like I know right. most everybody. I'm sure, I feel like you've bet most everybody. And I pretty much have. This guy has never come across here. Just saw a little bit this morning. You know, Max Homo was one of my major mm-hmm. plays. And he's off week. to a good start. At least he was. Was. Uh-oh. Given a couple of back, he's uh-huh. back to even. But yeah, he got to two under, starting to feel really good. So I'm popped there in the leaderboard, watched a couple of holes this morning streaming, and Man, went back the other way with a couple of bogeys there. But Rory's towards the top. Mm-hmm. Two, he got, he's one shot back. Colin Morikawa, of course, one this shot week, back. I didn't bet him. Oh, no. And there he is yeah. uh, come major time. So Rahm's playing pretty well. Berger's a guy that I also handed out this week. So some of the names at least towards the top of the leaderboard. But what? Half the field still is yet to oh, even tee off. a bunch of them, yeah. yeah. A, bunch, a bunch of guys haven't played. So uh, the weather looks good. Hopefully it stays like that for the weekend. And uh, a fun tournament to, to watch and certainly spend a significant amount of time doing that. Uh, NBA, we've got a final tonight. We've got to get to the Cubs. As bad as that is, it seems... Ooh. It's just brutal, Trent. It's just absolutely pathetic. Last night, they're up 4-2. Night before, they're up 5-zip, lose 12-5. Uh, they're up 4-2, lose 19-5 last night. And Frank Schwindel, again, brought in to pitch late in that baseball game. But uh, NHL from last night, did you see much of Stanley Cup game number one? Watch the third period and then two minutes of overtime. It didn't take long. That's all we needed. Uh-huh. And you could tell right away. I mean, just coming on the ice for that overtime period, oh, boy. They got what? Three good looks in the first two minutes before finally yep, getting kind of much. that breakaway. It's you've told me how good Colorado is. They're so fast. They are for me again a hockey novice. They are just an incredibly fun team mm-hmm. to watch play the sport. And maybe it's because they're not an elite level defensively. Too on top of it, true. They they've got an offensive de- uh, of, of an offensive defenseman, Kale McCarr, who's mm-hmm. elite. But because of that, eh, they're mm-hmm. going to give up some goals, and they yeah. don't have top-level goaltending, and certainly in comparison to Tampa. Although Vasilevsky was brutal. See, go back to Game 1 against the Rangers, yes. and that Rustin, he was terrible, and then he became the best goalie in the world again. He let a goal in last the first goal of the game should not have got past him. It was a bad goal. Um, but then it's 3-1 after 1, after 20 minutes, after 40 minutes, it's 3-3. Here come the champs. Uh, no goals in the third, but off to overtime. It's such a great playoff format. It is such a... Uh, a demanding sport. I say it every year. 
and I know the answer. It's because he didn't grow up playing it, but I, it just blows my mind how this sport has not just taken off throughout the country. Again, it's... It's, it's just not a great TV product if you don't know the sport yeah. well. And it's because he didn't play the game. And, right. and nobody... Not nobody. You don't have growing. that ba- background. Exactly. And without it, it's... Yep. It's tough. I agree. Following the puck, knowing exactly what mm-hmm. they're doing, whether... Okay, that's icing. What's icing? Yeah. Offsides, two-line passes, just... There's so many elements of the game that it just makes it more difficult uh-huh. for the casual fan. Basketball, you put the ball in the hoop. Right. It's not a whole lot to it. Yeah. Football, you get it into yeah. the space that looks a different color. You shot the green you're, shot, you're in your driveway and you're shooting hoops probably, you know, as a kid, uh, how many shots? Right. If you could go back and count them, right? You, you, didn't, you weren't firing pucks at the garage. At, at the door or the net, um, playing road hockey on the street. That, that's what you do. No. I get it. So, uh, but game one goes to Colorado last night. Certainly could have, uh, could have gone to Tampa. It was, they're the best two teams. And, um, I'm just fingers crossed we get a long series. Yeah. Six, right? Colorado and six. That's it. And that's I saw that 440 for. was your number on the board, yes. right? 440, uh, is the number you were looking at. So we go, we've got to, until Saturday night now uh, until we get game number two. They got a little bit of a, um, I think this is the only uh, two nights between games scenario that we will have uh, throughout the cup playoffs. Once we get past this one, then it's every other night uh, as we work our way until, um, well, hopefully game number seven, but we shall see. All right, so we will um, get into the NBA coming up here in a minute. Anxious to pick your brain on that, but mm-hmm. Jim wants to opine, and we're glad to have him. Jim, what's on your mind? Welcome to Miller and Condon. Hey, hi guys. First of all, I've never put a pair of ice skates on, mm-hmm. but I, these hockey finals playoffs have been exciting, and I, I don't know much about the game. That game last night was riveting, but yeah. is, am I accurate when I say that Colorado is fast as hell, <laughs> yes. and they just attack, yeah. attack, attack? And my thought is, I put money on Tampa Bay to win the series, uh-huh. my thought is they might get too expanded and maybe get a couple mm-hmm. cheap goals. Is that mm-hmm. that my is that too too? No, I, no, you're you're on to something. And again, the the, the goaltending edge. Although you wouldn't uh, buy that uh, this uh, take after if you watched last night because Vasilevsky, who is the best in the world, was not last night. Uh, but uh, you can get a couple of bad ones past Kemper. Uh, I'll I'll be shocked if the series doesn't go back to Tampa one one. I I certainly hope it does. And I've I'm uh, unlike you, Jim. Uh, I've got Colorado money, but we'll see. Thanks for opining, Jim. Appreciate the call. Enjoy the rest of the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. Do you consider this a must-win for Tampa? Can you see them winning well, four out down, of five? I, I didn't think they could do it against the Rangers, and they did. They but were a down, different animal, you know, that's right? That's true. I mean, absolutely, is a different animal. But it's they're the champs, and it means cliche. But you you got to get by them, mm-hmm. and and they're, they just know how to win, and they know how to win series, uh, and they've won what. 15 in a row now, four to win the first one, four uh-huh. to win the second one, and, well, no, 11. Uh, three to get to this 13. point. 13. Four, 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 one. Right, okay. Uh, but uh, they, they win a lot of games. Yes. Um, yeah, math not strong, especially on <laughs> zero sleep. I'm not kidding you. Just this kidding you. This kid, this dog was up all freaking night. And, of course, I, go, I leave for work this morning. What's he doing? Sawn logs. Oh, yeah. Happy's a clam. He's completely out. Um, <laughs> but he's a fun little bugger. That's awesome. Yeah, indeed it is. All right, so uh, game number six tonight. Mm-hmm. Trent, please get this thing back to Golden State. Boston, um, their fan base, not giving up, but the price of tickets. Now, I get it. Uh, when they bought tickets, they thought they might see a championship mm-hmm. be awarded. 
That's not the case. That can't happen tonight in Boston. It can, but not for the home team. So the uh, price of tickets is plummeting. I'm not saying they're giving up, but what are they going to? What are we going to see? I think Boston's there. Do you? But I, I've been so wrong in these series. Th- yeah, this has been a series that I, I think both of us have kind of struggled about what we're going uh-huh. to see. Are we going to get something off the bench? We've talked about that a couple of different times. You need to have a Peyton Pritchard mm-hmm. hit a couple of three pointers. You need one of those guys to come out there and just give them something, right? And the decision going back to Game Five, where you had. Brown and Tatum out there, basically for the final 24 minutes. I mean, yeah, I know the last minute they pulled him out, but that was the game plan, and they look exhausted. You go out, and you look at Tatum. Two, three air balls, four air balls? Yeah, he I mean, he's getting his points, and you look, if he didn't watch the game, you'd think he's carrying this team again, he's but not. there's more there. He's got to have more there. I wonder about that component. And at home, you do have that flexibility, maybe going a little bit deeper into bench, just mm-hmm. understanding that, yes, you want your guys out there, but Tatum, he was gassed, and you got Brown out there. He's chasing around Steph on one end, and then he's coming out there and trying to be kind of the second scorer, if you will. Maybe it's too much for him too to put on there. Hey, you got to play forty five minutes tonight because we saw that it came up double zeros when they tried to do that back in Game Five. So that's where I am at this point. I like Boston. I'm and leaning what's that the direction. number three, three and a half, three and a half is uh, what I see here. Let's see Boston across the three board. and a half. Yeah, so. At that price, I mean, we've seen it. It's a blowout one way or the other, right? Mm-hmm. It has been. It's just continued that way. Uh, three and a half currently at Circa. Four at most other places. I'm looking at another three and a half at Caesars. But yeah, mostly fours if you're going the other way, if you want to grab the Warriors and the points. So, Are player totals up yet? Yeah, yeah. You can. When, what, what's Wiggins? Oh, I would guess. Because he had 14 and a half. Yeah, he blew by that lot. He had 26 yeah. in game number five. He, lead, I mean, he, he led the team in scoring. He didn't lead both teams because uh, Tatum had, I think, one or two more than him. What do you think I, his rebound total is after what he's done uh, the last for, two For nights? Wiggins, yeah. Trent, I mean, he's had career highs. Uh, his career highs rebounding came in the last two games. Um, seven? All right, let's go first. I'm going to see where we are with points. And let's get to Wiggins. 18.5 is the number on Wiggins. I also want to see Tatum's 27.5, Clay 19.5. We know it's game six. Uh-huh. Historically, how good Clay Thompson is there. And, that's why he's and he was for. good in game five, too. He was. Yep. Steph, 28.5 and a bounce back performance. All right, rebounds. Oh, they do have that listed. I love it. Let's get to rebounds. This is at DraftKings. Over under on Wiggins is 7.5. Uh-huh. Now, the over is juiced, minus 140. What have we seen the last two games? Are you taking a flyer at seven and a half? He, he's certainly putting in the effort on that end of the floor. Whether it's an offensive board, I didn't have a ton of those, but he owned the uh, defensive glass uh, the other night. He was terrific. He's been he's been a revelation in these playoffs. Mm-hmm. As big of a takeaway as I've had, certainly when it comes to Golden State, is um, just the change in his game, the want to, because it ha- he hasn't been a want to guy, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we, we know we say this cliche all the time, but he's a skilled guy, and you, and you love will guys. He's become kind of both. Yeah, I mean, he's, we clearly know he's got the skill, but man, oh man, um, he wants this, and and is, and is it's showing in his play. He has come up in a big time way. He has become not the star that maybe some people thought he could develop into, but just an but doesn't need piece. to be there, as you've pointed out numerous times. And you watched him the first three years in Minnesota. He said, "This guy's going to be the number two team on a championship team. No way, right? No chance, right? That guy that." Averages two and a half rebounds a game yeah. with this athleticism. That'll never happen. Right. And here we are. Uh-huh. Right now, if this continues, what would it take for him to win MVP? That market will be open up for us in the state of Iowa. 
July 1st. Mm-hmm. So we can't bet on it right now, but I saw some numbers yesterday. I think he was still like well, 18 it needs to 1. To, it needs to go 7. It does. Because he needs right to have now, two more performances. Yes, yes. Does Steph and, need and to be Curry brutal? And Curry needs to be you know, 19 and in a losing effort tonight and maybe you know a, a follow that up with a 21. Meanwhile, Wiggins carry. I It's going to be tough. I was just going to say, I don't think it can happen. And because of Iguodala stealing... Yeah. An MVP that should have been him. Before. That's true. Yeah, you know the voters. Right. That's going to be also weighing on their mind. Like and Carl Malone MVP. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we're just sick of giving it to Jordan. Let's give it to somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Looking back, revisionist history. That was probably not the best decision. Mm-hmm. And because of that, and what Iguodala got, I think there's going to be a lot of people that way. But you can still get Wiggins at a good price. Again, not in our state yet, but coming. Thank yeah, you. that's going to change things. And we talked to Mike Palm on our TV show. We'll talk to him tomorrow about that. They anticipate they being Las Vegas and sportsbook operators, that this is going to be very popular in the state of Iowa. Absolutely. Whether it be you know, Super Bowl MVP or, or whatever your your finals MVP are, Heisman Trophy type of thing. Uh, once we get to the draft, I'm sure that there'll be numerous companies get involved in the NFL draft because we have not been able to participate in that. The only thing that uh, I have not and I hope it stays this way, uh, um, in, in the United States that seemingly is unlike the U.K., Betting on politics. Oh, yeah. And it's That's a right. huge market. Yeah, it's yes, a it massive market. And you know what it is? They bet more. I, I, I shouldn't say that because I don't know if that's still the case. But they are. They bet a ton on U.S. politics. Yes, I, I remember that. Huge Going back money. to the last presidential election, mm-hmm. hearing about people And just there. the ebbs and flows mm-hmm. of the price on both candidates as the night was unfolding. Um, but And I hope it doesn't come over here. Yeah. I would be okay with that. But we got enough issues right, right? now politically. Let's yeah, not add just, that. Just bet on sports. Don't bet on. Um, are we going to be able to bet on the awards, like the Academy Awards? I know because oh, that's big over there too. It is, and I, I mean, we should. That's not available in Nevada. I don't. No, believe. it's not. Yeah. It's not. So I would anticipate that it won't be here. But mm-hmm. I guess that'll be a question, and that'll be a Brian or Rilko yes. question. Yeah, I don't think I haven't seen that. That's the case. No, I, and I hope it's. I hope it's not. Anyways, all right. Baseball from last night. Uh, any takeaways other than just uh, how pathetic the Cubs are, how oh. bad the Tigers are? My God, that's a bad baseball team. Mm. Do you know Javi Baez? Well, what did he do yesterday? I don't. I don't think he could have done much. Baez is batting like a buck ninety, something like that, and they paid him. As yes, you know. they did. That Detroit team. You look at that lineup. Oh. And- Miguel Cabrera, you could argue, is having he's the, having a great year, the best mm-hmm. season out of certainly what the expectations one coming into the year one through eight in that lineup. That the old man mm-hmm. is having the right. best season from where you thought they'd be, and Javi is a perfect example of that he has been. We know he's not a high average guy. That's not his he's game. Batting a buck eighty eight, buck eighty eight. Yeah, he's got three home runs, driven in sixteen. They've they've been a huge disappointment. Mm-hmm. That was a team. If you didn't want to go as far as, hey, they, they can compete in the division. You thought they were going to be better after what we saw. Awful the first the two months. The way they ended the year last yes. year. And it was a long-term. I think it was something like over the last three months of the season, they had like the fourth best record in the American League. They were they were competent. Mm-hmm. And then to fall on your face like this, got to be incl- incredibly frustrating. Because you go through that r- long rebuild. You get young guys up there. You go out and spend. Spend some money. Exactly. And then you get this. Oh, it's In a division that is obviously there it's for there the taking. It's there for the taking. And, and Trent, you know what? Uh, the White Sox, they took care of business. Hats mm-hmm. off to them for doing that. I uh, talked to Cappy yesterday. I, I know the Twins won last night. It was good. Uh, what They won that series. Was that a three-game series? They're yep. done with Seattle now, They are. Right? Yep. Off today. Um, 
So they took two or three. Uh, they hold they hold the lead, but boy, oh boy, it just seems like the White Sox are just ready to explode in a positive way. You think so, huh? I do. I'm I more mean, concerned about the Guardians. I know you are. I there's something there's a, there's a stink still with the White Sox. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those years. That's where I continue to go. I don't think the Guardians are great. I still do believe the Twins are the class of this division. Now it only might be 87 wins, mm-hmm. and that'll be plenty, I right, think. And, and they'll, they'll win a clear of everybody else at 87. Mm-hmm. I think 85 will probably win that division, will be enough to get it done. But the way Cleveland, we know they can pitch. Bieber's a stud, mm-hmm. but it's not just him. It, McKenzie's been good at times. They got depth there, Quantrill. The bullpen has been solid. And the way this kind of star, it's not stars and scrub, it's a star and scrubs. Yeah. But the young guys have come up. They've competed really well. It's just, and plus I love just listening to Tom Hamilton. Maybe that's my my other part. That guy calls a good How long has game. he been doing that? Oh, 30 years? It's been a long time. Like early 90s probably is when for, he started. For sure. Yeah. yeah, he's been there a long time. Early 90s, that would, be, that would put him at 30 years. Swung on and belted. Yeah. And no, I, can't, I can't do the Tom Hamilton voice because it's one of a kind and mm-hmm. it is great. No, they're very, they're fortunate. Uh, you get play-by-play guys like that. Speaking of one, uh, I talked to Alex Cohen yesterday. Mm-hmm. They had the uh, um, the game on marquee yesterday afternoon. The I-Cubs game with, oh, yeah. uh, versus Omaha was Ryan Sweeney was in the uh, was in the booth working with, uh, with Cohen. Yeah. So we're going to get him on. He couldn't do it today. He had uh, a commitment. Um, but I'm looking forward to speaking with him because, yep. as I said early in the week, I think he's got a real future. I think no he's doubt. really good at what he does. Um, but yeah, the it was, it's kind of cool to turn on TV and you know see a, a game from downtown Des Moines. Yeah, it right? is. Yeah, I liked it. What do they do? Twelve, fifteen Not games? Not sure what like the that? number is. And I think the they kind of got a late start. In fact, there was a while in April uh, that I don't think they'd announced that they're going to pick up where they left off last year mm-hmm. and and broadcast some of these AAA events but it was good to see ballpark a pretty good crowd for a uh, for a Wednesday afternoon and uh, they saw the home team get a win have they put on any AA games or has it been all just Iowa Cubs no but it's coming i uh, think is it yeah, yeah i think i think it's coming i mean you're, um, the comes home the network right going to do exactly you're, you're looking for content and if you're a diehard and you're watching this terrible mm-hmm. major league team right you're thinking about the future and flip it on for a couple innings watching that bat for your favorite prospect, whatever it is, I think it makes a whole lot of sense. And financially, you're already paying the radio play-by-play guy. You just pick up the feed there. There's cameras. I'm going to guess most everywhere. Yeah, they don't have to bring. They don't have to bring right. in a crew. It's trucks already there. Uh-huh. Yeah, just pick up the feed, put it on there, and and there will be people certainly willing to watch that as opposed to an infomercial. They'll maybe make more money <laughs> or on that uh, infomercial. Yeah, a, a story, a, a Ritz Sutcliffe story from yes. you've seen a million times. Here's Damon Berryhill. We're going to talk an hour about his life. So when the first iCubs game I ever got to see, so I, I moved here in 1989. Um, within a week, I was at Sec Taylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, found my way downtown. Do you know what confused me the, more, the worst when I first moved here? University Avenue. Yes. Well, hang on a second. There's one in front of the fairgrounds, and then there's one on the other side of the interstate. Uh-huh. And I was I was so messed up with University Avenue for the first, I don't know, month. But I got to the, my first I-Cubs game, and the three catchers on the roster, Damon Berryhill, mm-hmm. Rick Rona. Yes. Remember him? Yeah, I do. Do you remember who the third one would have been? Girardi? Yes. Yeah. What a boy, TC. <laughs> yeah. Girardi? Damon Berryhill and Rick Rona, three the three catchers I saw when Did I Rona go to the Yankees? I'm not sure where he ended up. Off the top I'm of not head. sure. I was the the game I was at, Damon Berryhill hit one over the Cub Club. I'll never forget it. Just crushed a baseball. Um but yeah, Rona. 
Girardi um, and Damon Berry held this rate. And I couldn't believe, A, how cheap it was to go to a game. I think my ticket was like 3 bucks, and it was in row two. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> you paid the premium to get Bring down the premium. low. I'm right down there. I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. But, boy, university screwed, messed me up in a big, big way. He uh, What did he do? Made his debut, Rick Rona, 1988, September of 88. Well, he up, was here in 89. And he finished up with the Brewers. Yeah, that must have been a September call-up that he made his Major League debut that year. But not a whole lot of numbers there for Rick Rona. But what did Barry Hill do? Damon Barry Hill. All right, let's click on Barry Hill. Because was he a Padre, maybe? Cubs to start for four years, went to the Braves for two. He was on the 91 World Series Braves team. Boston for a year, Reds for a year, Giants for a year. Giants for a year. That's where he ended up. That's huh? how it wrapped up in his playing career. Uh, the uh, I think it's probably a first that uh, both uh, Rona and Barry Hill have made uh, sports talk here in Des Moines. Yes. Breaking uh, up, doing something different every single day. Indeed. And I certainly did a lot yesterday, me and, me and my wife. You and Jet. Jet. <laughs> how long does it take before they know their name? Well, it depends on the dog, isn't it? I mean, some are smarter than others. I don't think we have one of those. Oh, he's, he's so far. He's a struggle? You, you gotta, you, you, when it's dark is when you're supposed to sleep. He hasn't got that yet. Right. You, when you, you go outside to do your business. The living rooms, that's not it. It's the first day. I know. It's you probably got plenty hours. of time. Yeah, I mean, he wouldn't come out when he first got him. He stayed in that little kennel thing, and he started to creep up a little bit. I'm thinking, oh, you poor bugger, you're so shook up. And then he, by the, I don't know, four or five hours later, he was just in full flight. <laughs> uh, we'll take a time out. We will talk NFL. Uh, looking forward to catching up with Jeff Hughes on the Bears. Dave Sinekin, if you're a Packer fan, you want to travel to see the Giants and the Packers, um, We'll, uh, Dave Sinekin will help us out. I mean, I don't think that you'll be forced to, not forced. You'll have to fly to, or get to Minnesota to be a part of the junket, but, uh, Sinekin is putting one together to see the Packers and the Giants over in London. Miller and Condon underway on a Thursday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Now, back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Green Bay conversation coming up with our friend Dave Sinekin. Right now, Jeff Hughes, the Bears blog, will pry him away from, I'm assuming, watching uh, the opening round of the U.S. Open. Uh, your thoughts so far on the first few hours of the tournament? How are you, Jeff Hughes? I'm doing well, boys, and I, I'm liking what I'm seeing from Rory McIlroy. And, and Rory... I, I really think that that final round at Augusta changed something in him physiologically. Uh, he came alive that day. He was good at the PGA. I thought he let that tournament get away from him. He's put himself right back in position here. Uh, when he's in full flight, I think he's the best golfer in the world. And right now the PGA Tour needs a full flight Rory McIlroy <laughs> yeah. to go out there and, and be the star that the game has really needed here. And what is these post-Tiger years? It looked like Spieth would hold that mantle. That game is gone. It's, this is Rory's time to make this his era. Uh, I'm loving what I'm seeing today. Put himself in position. Don't bury yourself at the U.S. Open. And uh, I'm hoping for a big week for him. Well, not only Rory, but we saw the TV numbers, obviously, last week. They're up in... I think a reason that more people are watching golf is what's happening with the Live Tour. There's just more people that are interested in the sport because of it. A big picture, that's a good thing. More eyeballs on your sport leads to more dollars, but it's coming certainly at a cost. Where are you right now when you look at what's happening, what we saw last week with the first leg of the Live Tour, and, and how this ultimately plays out in your mind? 
Well, the reason the ratings were up last week is because golf is a very simple sport. We want great fields on great courses. And we had two of the great golfers of the world going head-to-head with Tony Finau right behind them on a great golf course. And that's been the flaw in the PGA Tour model for years. Too many of these weeks are, no offense to Ryan Brand, no offense to Matthew (laughs) Neesmith, no offense to these guys, but there's a lot of crappy golf tournaments in a PGA Tour schedule. And what Liv is capitalizing on is essentially the notion that they're not, they're not going to have those events. They're going to have 48 guys. They're always going to play, and you're always going to be entertained. I, I think Liv is terrible for golf. I won't get into the geopolitics. Everybody can. We all know the Saudis are not great people. Here's the problem with Liv. We have a diluted PGA Tour now. Mm-hmm. We're now going to get a more diluted PGA Tour and a second diluted tour. So now we're not going to have any more of a semblance of week-to-week golf where the best players in the world compete against each other. Golf is headed towards tennis net. Golf Mm. is headed towards a place where you're going to see four tournaments a year, because even the Players' Championship will pay a price for this, four tournaments a year that people care about. And then I'll give you another sports analogy. It'll be like boxing. You're going to have multiple belts and multiple titles, and no one's going to know what's what, and then they're going to come together for major championships. Um, The PGA Tour can't compete with Live Golf. There is what you have a, a, an, an asset that wants to put unlimited capital in and doesn't care about what it gets out. You cannot compete with that. So everyone who poops the live tour, I, I just warn you, this is not going away. Nope. And more guys are going and more guys are going and they're going to start going Monday. Yep. A lot of names are out there of guys that are going to surprise people and I think you're going to have two completely separate tours sooner than people think. Mm. Well, let's talk Bears with you, Jeff Hughes. And uh, I was surprised. And, and well, I, I was surprised before I spoke with David Kaplan yesterday, and uh, who assured me that no, 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 that the tenor, at least amongst the media, that that Cappy, uh, the circles he's in, they took Justin Fields' comments as an absolute positive. There was no negative blowback coming his way. Look, the target's not June the fifteenth or whatever the day was, right? To be ready, it's the first. Sunday uh, in September. That's the target for these guys. That when he when when Fields said that you know the team's not ready to compete yet, a lot of people took it to, uh, a negative way. Your thoughts? I don't see how it could be a negative. I mean, you have a brand new coaching staff. You have a quarterback with mechanical changes. You have an offensive line in flux. You have new weapons on the outside. You have most of your veteran players are gone. How were they ever going to be ready to play football in June? I think Justin Fields has shown a great deal of composure here in the early stages. He's taken the changes the coaching staff has, has wanted. He's taken them on from all reports. He has really mastered them early. They're not ready. Listen, they might not be ready to play in October. So I, I think if Bears fans think this is going to be a team that hits the ground running and produces on day one, that's just not how it works with new coaching staffs. That's not how it works with new offenses. And that's not how it works with second-year quarterbacks on the system. So this is going to be a growing pain season. And Bears fans should just get used to it and get ready for it. Robert Quinn, the mm-hmm. only Bear that is not part of the OTAs happening right now. He's 32 years old, coming off a monster season of 18 and a half sacks. What's the trade market for a guy at that point in his career Certainly on the surface, it would make sense. The Bears are rebuilding. You trade away one of your assets here. Looking to the future, where are you? Well, listen, I think the Bears have been trying to trade, or or I shouldn't say trying to. The Bears have been willing to trade Robert Quinn for months and months. 
But the issue is they're just not getting the value that they want back. Mm-hmm. And they have made the determination that if that value does not present itself, they are better off going into this season with Robert Quinn on the field. Robert Quinn does not have many cards to play here. He will show up. He will not lose money. He's getting paid a fortune. So I would not be worried about Robert Quinn, you know, holding the Bears hostage here over some kind of uh, trade demand. Uh, if the Bears can get what they need in a Quinn trade, they will deal him. Mm. But right now that value is not out there, and I expect him to be on the roster in September. Mm. Did you see Butkus's comments about the previous coaching regime uh, that got shown the door? <laughs> he called the last couple of seasons watching the Bears atrocious, Say nobody taught Fields anything uh, in his rookie campaign. I love the fact that the, uh, that the uh, Bears legend certainly not holding back. You know, guys, it's very interesting what's happened to Matt Nagy since he got fired because <laughs> it, it's almost ridiculous to, to a degree. Last summer, I was doing shows with you guys, and what I just keep saying over and over again, I didn't understand why they were so hell-bent on committing to Andy Fulton. And it was very obvious from their behavior last summer, and no one took me at face value with this, very obvious they never intended to play Justin Fields last year. That was never in their cards. So when Buckus says it, he's right, because that was not an offense for Justin Fields. That was not a coaching staff that was that was committed to developing Justin Fields in year one. That was a coaching staff trying to win as many games as they could with Andy Dalton. And when they got Justin Fields into a game, they tried to get him to run the Andy Dalton offense. Now, I just ask any fan out there, take a look at what Justin Fields could do and take a look at what Andy Dalton can do and ask yourself if those two men should be running the same offense. And if your answer is yes, you are Matt Maggie. You're the only person, only person on earth who seemed to have that belief. Buckus is right. And the more we hear uh, over the last couple of weeks and months, the more we hear about Maggie, the worse it gets. That the, the, the locker room was sort of gone and gone early. The defense had lost faith in him. It's just not, it was not a good scene. And it sounds like the culture has dramatically shifted. With that, one final thing. Jeff Hughes from DeBear's blog. You've been a strong proponent about the Bears not leaving Soldier Field. Reading uh, your article today at DeBearsBlog.com, seems like you are resigned to the fact that it's over. Arlington Heights is going to be in their future. Take us in to whatever the future is of the stadium for the Chicago Bears. Well, Trent just notched it up to another long list of losses in my <laughs> career. Listen, I think that the Bears, in their heart of hearts, want to stay on the lake. They need concessions from the city. They need the city to do way more than the city is willing to do because the city, let's be honest, is strapped financially. It can't do a lot of what the Bears want. And, the, and the, with the values of these franchises skyrocketing each and every year, a, a building and, and, a, and a piece of real estate will increase the value of the Chicago Bears by a billion dollars or more. And with a family where, where Virginia passes... And who knows when that'll be? She's, 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 she seems she has as much life as she's ever had. When Virginia passes, there will be members of the McCaskey family pushing for a sale. And there will be members pushing against it. But if they sell right now, as opposed to if they sell with a building and some property, I think it's about a million, a billion and a half dollars difference. So, yes, the fight is lost. I expect Arlington Heights to go through the plans this fall. I expect them to improve it, uh, to approve it. And I expect the Bears to, to start the process of, of moving out to the suburbs 
uh, in the coming year. Good stuff, Jeff Hughes. Appreciate you coming on. Look forward to doing it uh, in the weeks ahead. Thank you, Jeff. Enjoy the tournament. No problem, guys. Yep, good to hear from you. From the Bears to the Packers, he's Dave Sinek and theheadcheese.com putting together a junket to watch the Packers and the Giants uh, October the 9th over across the pond. Dave joins us. Dave Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on. So how's uh, uh, tell us about the trip. Is it coming together like you'd hoped it would? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I'm really excited, obviously. I, I've never been to London. I um, didn't expect to, be, to see the Packers' first-ever game overseas, but a group out of uh, Minneapolis, which a bunch of international trips together with FAN over the years, approached me and, and said, let's do it. So, yeah, we're excited. We're um, looking for uh, a full uh, full group. I think they're going to close it in the next uh, week or so. I'm hoping to get the word out for any Packer fans that – didn't think they could get there, get tickets. Um, this group defined destinations. Uh, you could find them at defineddestinations.com. Um, done a great job. And it's, it's a really well-run uh, tour group. So it's a five-night uh, venture to London. And one of the really cool parts is it's a nonstop flight out of Minneapolis. So, you know, either drive up uh, to Minneapolis or catch a quick plane and then it's one flight to London, which I think awesome. Uh, I'm not a guy that loves to uh, fly. I'm a big guy and not real comfortable, so a direct flight definitely helps. But five nights, lots of planned activities. There's a tour guide that trip that'll be running everything. Uh, we're staying at a really nice at Regent's Park. Uh, there's going to be a couple of guided tours. You're kind of on your own for a good chunk of it, but there's opportunities to go on tours. I'll be hosting a, a pub crawl nice. on Saturday as we make our way down the streets of London, getting a pint here and a pint there. And the plan is I'll be doing my uh, radio show from a, a pub in London somewhere. And then, uh, of course, we'll all be going to the game. Tickets are not officially included in the package as it stands now because they're not available yet. Um, but they are guaranteed if you buy the trip. The tickets will be there, uh, even with a ticket upgrade if you want even better tickets. So, it's a really, really well-run package. They're running a group, uh, the power trip. The more is going to go to London the week before with the Vikings. They took the the band the last time the Vikings were in London, and everybody said it was just an amazing, well-run time. So we're real excited about it. And I think one of the part is, you know, the next day is going to be brutal getting out of London. We're staying an extra day. We're flying mm. out on Tuesday, so can have as much fun at Tottenham Spurs Stadium on Sunday. <laughs> Have fun that night. Don't worry about traveling till the following day. Well, we know Aaron Rodgers, well, at least we anticipate he will be the quarterback for that game with the Giants. It's been another tumultuous offseason. It's been even more comments from Rodgers and his camp. And, you know, there's just times that I'm left scratching my head and shaking my head at, at the things that come out there. I understand the media. They're looking to get every, every angle. And you put up a... You're writing for the Milwaukee Journal, of course. You're going to put something up. If Aaron Rodgers says anything, I get that part of it. But aren't there times where you just say, shut up, just just be quiet, just don't answer the question, don't have a press conference, don't go on McAfee's show. Is it getting to the point of no return, or is this just kind of what the Aaron Rodgers experience is for Packers fans? Yeah, Trent, I think it's that. I think we've all kind of had our eyes opened a bit by Rodgers' behavior over year or two and you choose to decide how you judge him and how you feel about him that way um i don't feel like this season that crazy certainly compared to last year right. he signed a yeah. year deal yeah. he did say he's going to year to year and you know if you ask me right now i would not be surprised if the 
this is his last. Uh, I don't think he knows that yet, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if that were the case. And um, it is, it's an interesting offseason because suddenly, for the first time in his probably 20 years of Green Bay, uh, you can make a very strong argument, hard one to dispute, that this team has a better defense than an offense right now, mm-hmm. despite having a two-time reigning VP. So he's got to figure out uh, that side of the ball, and uh, certainly with, with Adams gone, that changes things. But there are questions on the offensive line. There's questions on wide receiver. And I think he just needs to worry about getting his unit to score more than 10 points in a playoff game because <laughs> the defense is going to be there this year. Uh, Alan Lazard, the local kid, signed his tender, and uh, he'll be he'll be part of it. How, how will his role increase, Dave? Well, he's the wide receiver one. You know, he's one of those guys that you know fantasy players are going to take really late, and they're going to be banging their head against the wall in October and say, what were we thinking? Wide receiver one. Now, he's not going to get the of targets that Devontae Adams got, and that's obvious, but he is going to be the most reliable option early on, barring another signing of a veteran, which you know I still think might happen, but you cannot argue the case that Alan Lazard is going to enter the 2022 season as the number one receiver for his team. And it's you know, a team that's going to run the ball a lot, that's going to spread the ball around. And I think the offense will morph a lot as the season goes on, depending on the uh, maturity and development of the of the rookie receivers and I mean, Watkins, if he makes the team, getting more comfortable with Rodgers in the offense. But uh, Alan Lazard has an opportunity, in my mind, to catch 70, 80 balls, double-digit touchdowns. would be Aaron Rodgers' most reliable red zone target, especially the first half of the year before Robert Tunyon's able to get on the field. Uh, give us the website once again, if there, are, if there happens to be a Packer fan and listening audience that uh, in Central Iowa here that wants to be a part of it with uh, like Packer fans. Uh, what's the website, Dave Sinekin? It is defineddestinations.com. You can also uh, find the link on my Twitter page if you go through my timeline. I've tweeted it a couple times, but defineddestinations.com. Good stuff, Dave Sinekin. Soon we'll be talking on a weekly basis. Won't that be swell? That means football is back. Yeah, can't wait. Uh, enjoy the rest of your summer, guys. Yep. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you, Dave. We appreciate your contribution, as always. Take care. Dave Sinekin, theheadcheese.com. He'll be getting set to start his 27th year of Packer preview on the flagship of the Minnesota Vikings Sunday mornings, KFAN. Ten minutes before 11, Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Which home selling team? Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Well, the Big 12 SEC Challenge teams have been announced. Iowa State will take on Mizzou. Remember when they played them? Michael Porter, remember when he signed with Missouri? Oh, Did yes. he ever play there? Yeah, a little bit. Did he, he play a little bit? Maybe six, seven games, Not something like that. Not very many, no, though, yeah, right? right? And that was going to be, uh, I think it might, maybe it was going to be his debut against Iowa State. Because it was early in the season, I remember that. Uh-huh. Am I got the year right? Yeah, that's that seems like it's all. It, you're definitely going down a path that my memory is being triggered right? as you bring that up. Yeah, and I know he didn't play because um, there was some talk that he would. Maybe he missed the first game, and Mizzou fans thought that they were going to see him. I don't remember who won the game. He uh, played uh, three games that year. He played three games. I didn't think he played very many. Uh, and I would say won the game. Correct. It sounds right. Also, yes. 
2017-2018. Now we got to bring it up, right? Yeah, we have to. <laughs> uh, so that uh, uh, Kansas-Kentucky on the same day. Uh, what else? Uh, Arkansas-Baylor's pretty darn oh, good. That is a headline. All right. Wow. Uh, Texas-Tennessee. Texas Tech-LSU. Um, Texas Tech should be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Iowa State-Mizzou, Kansas-Kentucky, and uh, Baylor-Arkansas. Hello. 28th of January. The Big 12 SEC Challenge. All right, here we are. It was the opener of the season that year. Was it really? Game one, yeah. November 10th, as Missouri won by 15. Oh, so Mizzou won it. 74-59, hey. that was the prom team that went 13-18. and 18. Uh, It was a ugly, ugly season so, that year. Uh, that and Porter been... played two minutes. Did he? Yeah. He did play in the game. Shayok? You got, uh, here's your starting lineup yeah. for that game. Lyler Babb, Solomon Young. Freshman Lindell Wangington, mm-hmm. Donovan Jackson, and Jeff Beverly. Jeez. Off the bench, Zaron Talley out of Old Dominion. Uh-huh. Jacoby Long, the sharpshooter from Oklahoma that wasn't that sharp of a shooter, and Terrence Lewis. Wow, I don't remember that. I far. thought Terrence Lewis was going to be a star. Did you? I, I, I just yeah. thought his scoring ability, six foot six, he just he had that look that mm-hmm. he was going to be written. He so this was the year after the Sweet 16 appearance, correct? Yes. Shayok? Okay. Yep. After that crew, that would have been, yeah, the 17 team that, uh, no, lost to Purdue in the round of 32 the year previous. Gotcha. With Burton, Morris, Mitru Long, Thomas, Donovan Jackson. Uh, they, they all blend together. My, my question is, is that how did that group win 13 games? <laughs> Right. <laughs> Maybe Prome deserved a bump after, after that season. Uh, we will uh, come back. Hour number two, a college football conversation. Haven't done it all week. We do it with Bill Bender. And then a preview of game number six. Fingers crossed. Not the final NBA game of the year. Boston about a three and a half, four point favorite. Uh, Trends play the day before we get out of here as well. Miller and Condon, one hour to go on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNL.